Hello, good evening. Today you're listening to the Youth Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell by First Main in collaboration with the Such India Foundation. I am Sankal, your host for the series, and in today's episode we have Siddhu. Hi, Siddhu. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Sankal? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So for all the listeners, Siddhu is a pro yogi. MYT Yoga is a yoga school spreading the holistic teaching of yoga. that she started um myt has a full form so m stands for mantra y stands for yantra and t stands for tantra and uh, siddhu do you just want to go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that yeah so i started this school recently so myt yoga is uh, as he said mantra yantra tantra focusing Love. on the holistic approach to yoga so that a person who's coming to us so they get yoga not in just of asana practice or you know pranayama but or dive into the subject fully because mm-hmm. there's different branches of yoga which are very connected to each other's practices so we inculcate different kinds of mantras which is musical uh, vibrations sound vibration techniques uh, alpha numeric geometrical shapes yeah. so to train your mind and also to get you into a more positive creative and a transcendental space right especially during this um covid situation and a global stress which is there in the nature around us it's mm-hmm. very impo- it's very easy for every individual to dive into the negative aspect of your mind which right. leads in order which is called suffering misery or any kind of tension mm-hmm. right and not just no matter how much exercise you do it is not going to help you that much so that's why yeah. myt has this unique combination of sounds uh, of different yantras yantras are nothing but tools so you have a uh, yan which is symbols mechanical tools which uh, yogis have developed they are geometrical mathematically designed pictorial images for your mm-hmm. unconscious mind so if you have an obsessive compulsive uh, habit or a repetitive habit of your mind it is very difficult to understand about it mm-hmm. or or to find a solution of how i can get out of you know this kind of habit so that's why you have these various pictorial images which you keep under your bed or you keep it in your bag or you just look at it just by mm-hmm. looking at it consciously there would not be any changes but unconsciously your habits would have a real great impact on your functioning of the mind go and ahead, and lastly tantra tantra tan means body and tra means to get rid of so right. these techniques are uh, physical techniques like and in this branch of tantra you have asana practice which comes so if you have any kind of psychosomatic issues any kind of physical um injuries or pain which is trap which is having a troll on your body and mind coordination then yeah. we work towards achieving that harmony so that you can go deeper into states of um calmness of meditation and work you know in a conscious way everybody these uh world is always very unconscious running behind things right but i'm not saying that it is uh, you have you you don't have to run behind something but 
uh, in order to have a set goal, you need to be conscious about it and not so serious. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Uh, the, more, the more serious you become, the more uh, uh, phonetic, what you say, and the more like you are very organ uh, thing. So that causes a lot of disturbances on your mental mind. So we include compassion, kindness, uh, celebration, dance, music, all into your um, this 21 day program so that you can, when you go out in the world, you can also function with this um, joyful state. Love it. So, I mean, uh, for, all the, for all the listeners, uh, you and I are probably halfway across the world, but I still feel, uh, you know, your positive vibes, your warmth and so much, so much love and so much maturity coming out of you from such a young age. So, you know, before we get in deep, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about where you come from? I, I know personally that you started your yoga journey soon after you graduated. And there's yeah. some amazing stories that you can tell us about Dharmshala and Himachal Pradesh and your trip there. So okay. give us a little background before everything so that we can understand you better. So I started uh, yoga when I was 21 years old. I just finished my graduation in psychology, undergrad in psychology mm -hmm. and economics. And I want to, as everybody in my age group, perhaps is very confused of what to do in, uh, for the future and have no right goals and, you know, are not, don't know what's going to happen. So in that meantime, I started going to the gym because I had lots of time after my uh, college. So I, start, I thought, okay, let's go to the gym. And in that gym classes, I happened to go to a, just attend a yoga class. You know, like how every gym has one day aerobics, one day yoga. So I did yeah. the yoga class. I still remember it was every Tuesday. So I was a very dedicated student because I loved the after effect, what I had. Because after usually gymming, I would go home and I would eat like a crazy person and sleep. I would just want to sleep. Yeah, but that's after so yeah, so after practicing yoga, I was like, okay, wow, I'm not so sweaty and I'm full of energy and I'm not even hungry. So this is, you know, and a lot more active. So it made me go more into the research aspect of it. So I started mm -hmm. researching that what is yoga why am i getting this feeling and you know to study more about it then i got to know that there is something called as a teacher training which you can do right right so i was like okay wow so there is a yoga teacher training which is done in 21 days so uh, that's pretty cool to become a yoga teacher in 21 days so and also it was in dharamshala so i mm -hmm. wanted to get out of this again busy city life of bangalore and you know to just find myself, basically, what I really wanted to do. Right. So I went to Dharamsha. Uh, I so I googled, and then I found out that um, this yoga teacher training also gives you accreditation internationally. So you become an international, worldwide, recognized yoga teacher. So that was a pretty big thing for me at 21. You know, to be like, oh wow, fantastic, okay. fantastic. That is so, so I'm gonna cool. become. I'm going to become an international teacher and uh, I wanted to actually study psychology. So I wanted to apply yoga and therapy together. So that was my main uh, thing to go for the teacher training. So I went to Dharamshala and absolutely I was just in love with that place. Uh, everybody, uh, 
the people there are amazing and the mighty beautiful mountains and the cold weather was like uh, it, it, it just triggered something in me and i was like okay you know this is what i i want to do and uh, of course yoga was also one part but nature also played a very important role like for now i am in goa right mm-hmm. so goa and dharamshala are such kind of natures uh, which really help in your yoga practice absolutely so, so i really loved dharamshala i stayed there for four months three wow. throughout my entire syllabus um mm-hmm. so one month i did my training and then the next three months i worked as an intern there and thanks right. thanks to my lovely teachers i mean what i am right now is all because of their blessings and support and teachings so mm-hmm. they really encouraged me you know to go forward to come into this field so from dharamshala then i'm here in goa so we i keep shifting from goa to dharamshala yeah. that's fantastic that is so cool so now let's let's do something that we call the yes or no session so we'll have i have quick five questions and all you can do is answer with a yes or a no yeah yes. all right so let's begin the first one yoga belongs to one religion no okay yoga is only bodily postures no okay uh third you can learn yoga through books no uh fourth you have to be flexible to do yoga absolutely not fantastic <laughs> and finally yoga will automatically make one happy definitely yes fantastic i love that so when you started your journey i know there must have been some myths around yoga you know how it's at least for me i i viewed it in my younger days as a religious practice uh more than a fitness practice so what were some of the biggest myths that you faced around yoga and how how did you you know really break them down and really understand the reality of the subject uh to be honest actually i didn't face any kind of myth but of course I've, in my family they were like okay you have done yoga now what Mm-hmm. and i was like what do you mean now what this is yoga you know so i have to go more deeper into this subject so they yeah. were like no but can you earn a living with yoga or can you do things you don't even have a degree uh, what about your university and i was like why would i do things which you know have to do it for a certificate yeah right? what that thing would not even make me happy and this is also making me happy and also transforming my life and through my transformation i can also help others mm-hmm. so that was one and yeah there was no such myth but of course a uh, religion aspect many people again all my students also come and they have this notion that yoga is a religious practice you have to do it because it's a part of hinduism but it has absolutely no connection to any kind of religion mm-hmm. um there is no favor it's a full proof science like yeah. if you see even in universities these days there is a master degree of yoga which is given in science mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. a it's it's just like you studying geography uh, biology physics chemistry these are science okay. of the outer world right. but whereas yoga is the science of your inner world like your emotional management how mm-hmm. you can uh, you know 
train your own mind and how you can get through your negative as uh, trains of your mind right. so yeah so there is so there is no i don't see any connection of religion and yoga in it so that's why i don't i mean i've still not faced any myth it's just that one small family thing but that was also manageable lovely so bouncing off of that um you know no matter what field you start an organization in like i am in sustainability and social work and environment and climate change you're in yoga but one thing that is common is that we're both entrepreneurs right so yeah. what would you say was like the biggest hurdle that you faced not in the field of getting into yoga but actually setting up the organization setting up the school uh, what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced and how did you really overcome that challenge um the biggest challenge for me i would think is to get a team yeah. to come to like minded people to come and it is very important to have a great team with you mm-hmm. so that is one of the big thing and now i have managed to get all things together so yeah. not only teaching but non teaching staff as well so you need to have a proper coordination between all of them then you need to have a proper marketing strategy because um of course i'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur and uh my so the way we focus the area of crowd which we focus for coming in is mostly international right so for that you need a lot of website work you need to have a lot of marketing uh you need to have perfect social media you need to have perfect advertisements perfect yeah. content for your you know website pictures so all of that also still i'm uh, we are my team is still working on through the process mm-hmm. but slowly slowly we are developing our website and you know so these are these hurdles which come but again when once you have things falling in place and you really want to do something then i think uh, there is just a door which comes and you know you just open it and see that okay i have yeah. to do this so yeah that. mainly it is the 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 marketing and the so digital marketing of it right That's, right yes. got it and i mean like you said earlier you know uh, whatever you're doing needs to make you happy and when people are starting off or when people are nervous about venturing into a field which is not very stereotypical in india uh people say that you know you can't just be happy you need to make money at the end of the day you need to earn your bread and butter but uh, i mean i've known this for a fact that if you find something that you're good at you will always have a hard time probably doing the outer work but if you find something that you like and something that you're good at and you truly truly enjoy it you will focus all of your energy on it and the most important part of this entire process of really achieving success which is very subjective is really consistency you know um showing up every single day as things are harder just keep showing up and you know once for example with me if i can if i started off with a organization and it's only in one country and i want to expand but it's not working out you know if i stay consistent 10 years down the line i will probably be the leader in my field but it's all about consistency so how did you personally find that motivation i would say to stay consistent after any kind of failure after finding a i don't know 
a budget crisis, a marketing crisis. So like you said, you had a difficult time setting up a really, you know, valuable, strong team. So every time you face these challenges, what kept you motivated? How did you stay consistent? Uh, well, that's a really good question. And um, I would say, again, I totally agree with you on consistency because yeah. the more consistent you are in your anything, uh, of mm -hmm. course, there would be great results. You know, even if you see in terms of asana practice, that is also if you the more you are consistent with a particular posture you want to achieve, the more you have to keep doing it all the time. Right. So basically, I got my motivation and my uh, confidence through all my teachers, my guide, and mm -hmm. the the person who taught me yoga. I'm eternally grateful, and he's always out there for support, and you know, always lifting. He's a he's also been practicing yoga uh, for about when he's seven years old and now he's around 63 years wow. and yeah and he's an orthopedic surgeon so he combined this medical medical subject aspect of medic medicine to your mm -hmm. yoga practice Love so it. i learned everything from him and uh, of course the other teachers which were which were with him for a long period of time yeah so just by looking at them, just by seeing that, you know, they're, they're so consistent in, uh, so disciplined. That's what mm -hmm. you need in yoga. That's one thing which yoga teaches you. There are two things which yoga philosophy has. It is uh, abhyasa and vairagya. Abhyasa right. means constant practice. And vairagya mm -hmm. is a sense of detachment, right? Not, not a sense of detachment or being aloof, but focusing and prioritizing what you want to do today mm -hmm. so that these yoga philosophies meditation and all the teachers here really really helped me to keep my energy levels high mm -hmm. and of course also nature mm -hmm. i'm i'm in total love with beaches and mountains so it really helps you to calm it really calms my mind down so yeah. i get a new because if you are sensitive towards plants, animals, so you that's what you know yoga is. You're not yeah. worshipping to an ideal. You're worshipping mm -hmm. to you're not even worshipping. You're just talking to a thing, any anything, whichever you feel that has a life. Yeah. So so it I I draw my positive energy from all of that. Got it. That is so cool. And and a very strong piece of advice right there for our listeners is no matter what field you're in. It's really, really important to find someone you look up to, someone that can be your mentor and really guide you through someone who's been through the journey and can, you know, if there, if there is a, if there is a hole on the road, they can help you, you know, jump across it or move across it than you falling in. So a mentor becomes really, really important. Great, great point there. So. We've done a lot of serious stuff. Now let's do something super fun. Call this activity Minute to Win It. So okay. it's Yeah, so I mean, you know, the name says it all. You will have 10 questions um, that I will be asking you and I will try to ask them as fast as I can. And you need to answer all of them. And I am not kidding when I say that this is 60 seconds because I have my stopwatch on. As soon as it's 60 seconds, we'll end the question. So let's okay. try and see how far in the questions we can go. I'll ask them as fast as I can and you try to answer them as fast as you can. Okay, perfect. 
fantastic. Shall we get it started? Yes, yes. I'm All excited right. and nervous. I, I am too. This is probably my <laughs> first time doing it. But yeah, three, two, one, let's go. If not yoga, what would you have done in life? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> okay. The most cliche thought people have about living in Goa. Party. Five things you think you missed out on in life. Um, maybe going to a university. Um, maybe um five things. Okay, eating whatever food I want to eat. Uh, yeah. eating you know things, going out with friends, going on frequent vacations. But yeah, that's all. I, I mean, yeah. nothing much. All right. All right. Apart from yoga, uh, what brings balance to your life? Uh, Ayurveda. Fantastic. Best or worst part of not staying at home? Best part, I don't have to uh, answer to their questions. And worst part is again food. I miss my uh, authentic Marwadi food. So. All right, and that is one minute. That was so fast. That was so fast. I had so many more questions, but that that is really really fast. I think we did well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I think that was good. I think that was good. But there's one question here that I really, really like, and I want to ask you this anyway. What is one famous person that you would hope is your student, and you have the opportunity to teach yoga to? Um, hmm, hmm. one famous, one famous person. Yeah, uh, any famous individual, any field, who you would love to teach yoga to? I would. I my my favorite is Danville Washington. Yeah, so I would like. Yeah, yeah. That would that's such and a good in, answer. And in India, I would like uh, Ranveer Singh. There we go. That's fantastic. So, uh, I don't know that if a lot of people know this. I'm actually in the U.S. studying at the Indiana University, and Ranveer Singh actually studied here. So he's oh. an alumni of my university. It's so cool. Oh really? Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So now coming back to um, you know where we left things off. Um, what are I would say, first, so my question is divided into two parts, and this is more focused on advice that you have for upcoming entrepreneurs or people that want to venture into the field of youth entrepreneurship as such. The first part of the question is, what are two key pieces of advice that you would have for people coming into the field of entrepreneurship in general, not focused on your field or my field? So the first thing is, I would just say, is just go for it. Yeah. You know, just uh, of course, there's a lot of anxiety, fear, tension, which comes, and you know, you're thinking about future. But I would just say, just dive into it. And the second thing is not to focus on results, but to yeah. enjoy the process, because mm-hmm. then you become more goal oriented, and then you miss the point. As also you said, love what you do. You know, so if you're really loving and have passion towards that, then don't make it a serious thing. Do it in a very light-hearted way, in a very calm, joyful way, and of course, mm-hmm. things will come your way if it is meant to. Fantastic. And the second and final part of um, you know this brilliant podcast that I've had the opportunity to do with you is what are two key pieces of advice that you would have for people that want to venture into the field of yoga and how they should start off? Um, if you are wanting to do yoga, so of course, first the first step of 
you know, getting a layman or an ordinary kind of man to come into yoga is through asana. That's like their attraction. So doing mm -hmm. daily asana practice, making your body strong physically, mentally. So that would really help. And second is also um, having a little bit of sensitivity towards your own breath, towards your mm -hmm. own states of mind, towards mm -hmm. your feelings, your thoughts and emotions. So if you want to have this emotional management, what we call yeah. it. So for that, yoga is really, really helpful and it would right. also have great benefits. But the first, like the first initiation would be, I, I would say, asana. It's not right. necessary, but according to my experience, but for right. others, it might be something else also, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but that would be like a catching point for uh, as yeah, yoga. Fantastic. And now before we sign off, I want you to give our listeners one key line that you want to say to all the entrepreneurs out there, all the budding entrepreneurs out there, and all the people that want to venture, all the young people specifically that want to venture into this field. What is one thing that you have to say to them? I would just say be courageous yeah. and bold. Have confidence in yourself. And of course, if, if it is meant to be and if you have the hard work, of course, nothing can stop you. Fantastic. So be courageous, be bold and be confident in yourself. You heard it from the one and only Siddho herself. Uh, thank you so much, Siddho, for being thank a part you. of this. It was absolutely lovely talking to you today. My pleasure. It was amazing. It was. I really had a great time and talking to you, sharing you know, nice things with you. Really, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. And thank you for everyone that's listening to us today. Stay tuned for the next episode of Youth Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell. This is Sankalp, your host, signing out.